0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Bloom Conversations. I'm Claire Dewhurst, I'm the Director of City Nation Place, which is the global forum for place branding and place marketing. I'm honored that Bloom Consulting has invited me to join these podcast sessions just to introduce the discussions. I see my job is asking the questions on behalf of you to ensure that we learn the most from the Bloom experts and their guest speakers. This podcast series has been launched to celebrate Bloom's 20th anniversary, Happy Birthday Bloom. And throughout the series, we'll be diving into the world of nation branding and place branding. In this conversation, we're going to be focusing on step five in Bloom's 14 steps to nation branding. And that step is all about mitigating project risk and strategizing crisis management. Basically, planning for the future before the future plans for you. So I'm joined today by Philippe Monnier-Eté, is the Global Director for Tourism Development with Bloom Consulting. Bonjour Philippe, welcome.
1: Good morning. Bonjour.
0: And also we're delighted to be joined by Sharon Flax-Brutus. Sharon is a tourism experience curator with over 30 years in the industry. And, and I think as they say, Sharon, you wear many hats, including acting at the moment as the interim chair the British Virgin Islands Yachting, Hotel, and Tourism Association. And also you're the former Director of Tourism for the British Virgin Islands Tourist Board from 2013, I think, to 2020. I mean, that sounds like a horrible job, but someone's got to do it. (laughs) It's lovely to meet you. Welcome to the conversation, Sharon.
2: Yes, good morning. Good afternoon. Uh, Bonjour. I'm happy to be here. Greetings from Virgin Garden, the British Virgin Islands. Well,
0: wow, it's lovely to meet you. So let's, let's get going on this conversation then. Philippe, can I start with you? Why is it so important to plan for crises? And what do you mean when you're talking about mitigating project risk? Uh,
1: well, we have seen in uh, former episodes uh, that country branding is a long-term process which requires uh, consistency, continuity, loyalty to the strategy decided. And uh, operational permanence. But life is not along long quiet river and country branding isn't all roses and sunshine. Country branding is a discipline that tries facing reality on a daily basis and adapting permanently because crisis management is also part uh, of the process, unfortunately. So practitioners must face this uh, reality. It is their duty to think what could jeopardize a nation brand project during its uh, implementation.
0: I guess when we're we're talking about planning for crises in nation branding or country branding, of course, there's the obvious way that you have to plan for that in terms of having a practical response plan, but there's also the reputational risk, the reputational crisis that we need to be focused on and and the strategies for dealing with that. Would you agree?
1: Yes, this is the heart of... uh, of a subject, uh, because in the country branding process, uncertainties or crises can be of any kind. We must uh, keep that in mind. Uh, first, there can be internal reasons. they can simply be budget cuts for some economical or political reasons. There can be changes in governments and project management leadership. It can be also lower stakeholders' engagement as expected. And in these cases, as the origin of the crisis is uh, internal, the repetition, the image and the perception of the nation brand may be not affected if uh, appropriate decision are taken by the nation brand organization. What may be affected is the credibility of our nation brand process within your organization and stakeholders involved interruption in national branding process are inevitable. It is then crucial to answer the question, what would we do if this were to happen? It must be anticipated and and clearly part of the operational plan.
0: Absolutely. Well, Sharon, can we come to you and talk about how this has all worked in practice for you in the British Virgin Islands. And I've had the privilege of speaking to a few of the tourism boards across across the Caribbean. And of course, one of your current challenges is the hurricane season and the damage that that can bring. But what crisis did you have to deal with when you were at the
2: tourism board? Well, at the tourism board, it was a very interesting seven-year period. We were hit with two hurricanes in 2017. So that were two crises in one. And as we climbed out of the aftermath of the hurricane, along came COVID and the pandemic, which both in essence were crises that needed to be managed from a reputation of the destination, given that the British Virgin Islands had had to maintain the cachet of a luxury destination. So, those were the crises that we as a tourism board and as a tourism industry and the government were faced with.
1: Uh, I said the, the crisis can be of any kind. They can be for internal reasons. And here, Sharon just explained uh, external reasons that may affect the nation branding process. These external reasons can be political or social crises, also, economic breakdowns, wars, and conflicts, turbulences in geopolitics, humanitarian dramas, like your experience in the BVI, can be also state scandals, terrorist attacks, industrial or climatic disaster. That's the case here. And and
2: basically, unfortunately, unfortunately for us, we've basically had almost all three. Hurricanes first, then the um, pandemic, and then we had some upheaval from a governmental standpoint where, unfortunately, our head of state had a challenge and was arrested on, on foreign soil. And uh, these items may seem, and they, they are disastrous and were disastrous, but it was important to protect the integrity of the destination and the branding of the destination. So yeah. as an organization, we had to work, at least from the tourist board side of things, We had to work very quickly in terms of communicating with our stakeholders and with our our industry that the BVI was still standing and that we stood for something. And we had to protect that by sharing information as concisely and as quickly as we could while being truthful about it. That's one of the things in terms of reputation management that is so important how to share bad news in a truthful and meaningful way so that you can can evoke the loyalty and the empathy that, that you need for when your destination either needs to bounce back or to be perceived positively
1: in the international community. Yep. And you as an organization, you have been very uh, proactive in uh, protecting your nation brand, but also you have been anticipating And that's what I believe is very essential for any nation. At the beginning of any process of nation branding, it is essential to to predict or to model uh, scenarios of what could go wrong. Yes. What could affect your image your reputation, your influence, what could damage your country brand. And next it is to decide which actions would be necessary to mitigate this risk. Risk mitigation begins, as you said, with reassuring your team, your stakeholders, that you are prepared to react, to assume the responsibility of your deliverables and alleviate any disruption for branding projects on their implementation.
2: Yes, you tend to need to look at, as we say, at the worst case scenario. Um, what can go wrong? And how badly can it go wrong? And then you work forward from that because you look at the, as simple as it may seem, you look at the what ifs. What if you're cut off as we were from the rest of the world? What if you had no communication uh, whatsoever? How do you get that, that message out when you're somewhat grounded? As a tourist board, we put plans in place for managers who were based internationally and not locally to assume the reins of the organization in the event that we had a catastrophic communication failure. So we were able to do that effectively. So there was a message and there was a point of contact outside of the country to be able to deal with that timing as well in terms of risk you know, mitigation and damage to the destination is important because in the absence of information and in the absence of, of the destination protecting their branding, others will assume. So I find that one of the key things with risk mitigation is communication as well as timing of the information and ensuring that all stakeholders, you know, have the same message, and you don't have conflicting messaging coming out of the destination.
1: Yeah, and, and we experience that uh, together, Sharon. This crisis situation: retry, uh, total availability, great resistance to to stress, and a real mastery of the right messages to broadcast at the right time through the uh, appropriate communication channels. So the the challenge is to be obviously relevant in the emergency while anticipating the requirement of the post-crisis periods and ensuring, even in the storm, the condition that will be necessary for a possible and rapid uh, return to to normal. And and each uh, crisis causes the media and social networks to explode with their share of of often irrational misinformation and emotional overload. And certain media can first of all uh, affect the rapid treatment of the problems of suffering people. They can also make the post crisis more complex if the image and brand of the territory has been damaged in the management of the emergency due to the lack of uh, professionalism in crisis management. And as and said uh, previously, the most crucial step is therefore obviously to, to anticipate crises and, and prepare for them. In, in this situation, nation branding practitioners, as you are, uh, can't hide the crisis under the rug in, in order to preserve a nation image. And as, as the team in charge of managing the, the nation brand, it was, it was a job to step up during time of crisis and by no means with your team think through every possible scenario, but having a playbook ready and standard operating procedures in place are surely helpful during times of uncertainties.
2: Yes, I think that's, that's very important. What helped us a bit and can help other companies and organizations as well? We put together a crisis management workshop and seminars where we brought someone in to not only speak to our team members at the BVI Tourist Board, but also the relevant government departments who also disseminate information during a crisis. So we were able to do this in anticipation of anything negative, whether it was caused by nature or caused by, by, by persons or external forces. And it was quite interesting uh, when we did the workshops in how different departments and different entities shared information, although they're wanting to protect the brand So we were able to say, yes, this might not necessarily be the keywords to use because it puts more of a negative slant rather than a a positive. Instead of saying how many have died, look at the survivor rate instead of trivializing the negativity of the situation. So I find anticipation is very important, a collective conversation with the key stakeholders who are sharing information is, I find is, is very, very important and loyalty to the brand, loyalty to the destination, not in a negative way, but to make sure that the messaging is right, that yes, there is a challenge, yes, there is a disaster, but there is a plan in place to move it forward.
1: Yeah. And I believe for each scenario, the question then arises. Of setting up an ad hoc organization that must be activated immediately to try to, to control as much as possible the quality and relevance of the information that will circulate on, on the web and in the media. And, uh, and you had also to, to consider the fact that the people in charge of crisis communication may themselves be in a situation of great uh, personal difficulties.
2: Yes, and that is, and we found that to be very, very true, especially. Uh, with the natural disasters of the hurricane, many of our government in, you know government stakeholders in that instance, had lost their homes, had no communication themselves, and uh, here it is, they are under their own stresses. And we had to be able to come together in a targeted way and assume the mantle of high-level leadership where it became, you know, country branding above self. But at the same time, recognizing that you had to, as a leader, have some sort of an empathy in asking an individual to deal with a crisis when they had no home to go home to. So I found that that was, you know, just one of the difficult challenges in walking through the crisis and having the risk mitigation as well, because it's not only thinking about the reputational damage of the destination, but thinking about the people in the destination. And in my line of work over the last 30 years, I find that even in the face of disasters, the people element is very important. And while the crisis may involve damage to the infrastructure, it's also important to think about the damage to the human psyche caused by crisis.
1: Hmm. And your, uh, Sharon, your incredible leadership to manage uh, efficiently, such a big crisis has been recognized uh, internationally. So y- you're that kind of, uh, of leader. And, and in addition to resolving human uh, problems, your successful exit from the, the crisis is one that revealed to the world also previously little known quality about the personality of the destination and its inhabitants. And, uh, and that shows that every crisis for sure brings sorrow and pain to people. But the way the crisis is managed is also a way to communicate. And the way to communicate about the crisis management is a way to show the, the nation true personality, true dynamic values and, and spirit, and to reinforce internally and externally the nation brand project's authority, its legitimacy, credibility, and, and relevance. And, and I remember the BVI people, resilience, solidarity, courage, faith in future, optimism, dynamism to recover has built um, sympathy but yeah, of a destination. Yeah. So it, it clearly helped the quick destination recovery, I believe.
2: Yes, I think the way in which, as you said, the crisis was handled and you thought about a small country with 30,000 persons and the spirit of resiliency where, you know, you look out that morning after the first storm, not understanding that the destination had gone through the strongest storm to ever make landfall. And we became the little engine that could because of the resiliency and because of the plans that were put in place rather quickly with the understanding that, yes, it's a crisis. We need help, especially since tourism was the, and still is, the leading revenue generator for the destination and its people. So how do you recover from your infrastructure being virtually destroyed and then um, still wanting to have guests visit your destination? So the plan was put in place again out of every crisis. I had a boss who always said, never let a good crisis go to waste. Because out of crisis, there is opportunity. And I think that the way that that we were able to manage the crisis situation and the information we shared and the way that we communicated that information made the loyalty to the brand even stronger. In both cases, the hurricanes, as well as the pandemic, where our loyal base said, it was a crisis, but we have to have this destination be better than it was before. And that's what you, you want. You don't want a crisis to happen. But when it does, the, the goal of leaders and managers is how do we make this better? Or how do we communicate and mitigate and put steps in place so that it either doesn't happen again with hurricanes. You can't stop those. But how can we communicate? What can we do so that it lessens the negative impact in the future?
1: And Sean, we heard on Farmer Bloom conversation podcast about the importance of understanding current perceptions through place analytics to establish accurate target markets and set realistic uh, objectives. And one of the characteristic of any crisis is clearly to change the knowledge and image anyone outside and inside the country can have about a, a nation. So a crisis is changing the perception and emotion associated to a nation brand. Any post-crisis period is then characterized by a redefinition of priorities and uh, target markets. Uh, even in the storm, just before the post-crisis on recovery phase, It is then uh, essential to keep using, maybe more than ever, uh, data to to make new strategic decisions and uh, uh, optimize brand performance. And data management allows to tailor-made analysis per market. They allow to manage its brand globally, but with the necessary local adaptation. When destination marketers are at the heart of the drama, they often think that the entire planet is aware of the current crisis and they want to share their emotion to the world. Okay. They also think that the emotion is shared the same way by all observers. And this is not the case. Observers in the market do not react with the same sensitivity. If the crisis can be a nightmare for the inhabitants, it can be an emotionless event for many, and they remember well, when Irma ate the BVI emotion was at its uh, height on the American, Puerto Rican, and English market, for sure. It it made sense, given their cultural, economic, and linguistic proximity. Uh, It was then crucial for your organization to be proactive a proactive organization with strong messages about what was happening in the island. But the situation, the perception on what was happening in the BVI was not of the same nature on the French, on the German, on the Italian markets. These countries, as you know, had at that time, poor affinities with the BVI. And for example, the attention of the French was mainly focused on the situation on the neighboring island of St. Martin, which is a French territory. So logically, French media were focusing on the situation in St. Martin. So at that time in France, it was in the BVI interest not to feed the media with too many facts. And most important, too too many images that could affect the country brand in in French people's mind. And this communication, uh, this creation made it possible not to destroy too much the image that was being uh, created. And as a result, uh, I believe the revival of French tourism to the BVI was very quick. In, In times of crisis, every organization, every DMO must ask itself the question, what information should I share on each of the market where I have an interest in managing my brand? And, and this question should be answered before crisis happens. And data and analytics help getting the answer day by day.
2: Yes, data is very important and it's very important as well, as you mentioned, in recognizing how much and what type of information should be shared in that particular market. And then you need to look at what's going on in other parts of the world that would lessen the impact of your messaging. So it's very important to create a sales and marketing as well as a PR strategy of any crisis and be able to pivot and shift quickly because as a destination and looking at destination management, You still don't want to alienate your target market, but it's also important to be truthful in that messaging and as well to communicate that to any international partners that you may have. I mean, I recall right after the hurricanes, we still were looking at the cruise industry and wanting the cruise industry to visit the BVI. And we had quite a few testy, meetings because the cruise executives came in to look at the destination. And we, you know, we were challenged. We had a lot of challenges, but we were looking at it in a slightly different, different way. And we said, you know, sometimes in a crisis, you need to be able to take the short-term loss for long-term gain. And I think that a lot of the industry and internationally Respect to the BVI for saying, you know, it's not ideal for you to visit us now, but this is what we need. This is what we need from you to help us to recover. So I think that piece of it that you said, Philippe, is also very, very important. Looking at who your market is, what you share in the UK or what you share in the French and Italian market, not that it's very different because you still have the same crisis, but it's how do those markets perceive the crisis that, that you're going through and to communicate that message effectively that we're handling the crisis and we expect to be
1: better for it at some stage. Hmm. So Sharon, can some crisis open new tourism development on PR opportunities?
2: I definitely think so. I, I just uh, a quick recollection after the storm, I went as a tourism person, I went to visit the cabinet and government. And one of the cabinet ministers said to me, Well, you won't need a market and budget right now because you have nothing to market. And I said, No, now you need it more than ever. Because, with one thing about tourism marketing and destination marketing and sales. If you are not on stage, you are forgotten about because there are so many different tourism destinations out there, not only necessarily in the Caribbean. So I think with any crisis and especially with the storms, it costs a lot of us to think about different ways to market tourism. We became not only a sun sand and sea, we looked at philanthropic tourism. We looked at crossings coming in from a tourism perspective, but to help to rebuild the destination. So out of any crisis, you just look for ways to be better to communicate better.
0: I have been listening to this detailed conversation and learning so much, so I wonder if it's um Helpful for me to try and sum up what I think I've learned. Having listened to the conversation, the need to plan is clearly the point I think we want everybody to take away from this chat. The need to have a plan in place to ask all the what-ifs, to allocate responsibilities and to have a plan in place for those communication channels because you never know what's going to be hit. The need to communicate openly and honestly. You can't hide a crisis. And so being honest about it will give people the confidence that you know what you're going to do to deal with it, I suspect. So that came across very strongly. And Philippe, your very astute observation that the data is everything, even during a crisis. And there must be a temptation, I would think, from many places that, that may be experiencing challenges to believe that they have to communicate everything to everybody. But as you said, that's not always the case and you're, your perception of your crisis might be out of proportion to how the rest of the world is proceeding it. So looking at the data and working out the markets that you wish to communicate to primarily. The importance of really strong leadership. You know, we've talked about this all from a nation brand perspective, but Sharon was very clear as well, that if you're the leader, a team leader, you need to be thinking about your team as well and how they're coping personally with, with what you're going through. And being able to plan for that is important too. And what else? There's more. There's more. But ah, there is always an opportunity in a crisis. <laughs> and that out of a good crisis can come great ideas, new ideas for development. And Sharon, interesting to hear you talk about the new tourism proposition around philanthropy and recovery. And uh, certainly we, we've seen that in, in many places around the world. And I've had very good chats in the past with Brad Dean, actually, in Puerto Rico, you know, around managing the recovery being as important as managing the crisis and and yes. looking at the imagery of your place that is in the public realm and ensuring that that is updated i know we have the puerto Rico case study on the city nation place website and their recognition that that the anniversary of a crisis can be a very sensitive time you know that the world's media would be tempted to say one year on after irma for example where yeah. are British virgin islands or where is puerto Rico? And so to have that positive imagery and that positive story to tell them and manage those anniversaries and the recovery as well. So that's everything I've just taken out of a 20 minute conversation. What have I missed? Anything that you think Uh, I should have added to that summary before we close our conversation?
1: Well, the painful even can open an area of optimism. If a proper crisis management plan is already in place, so be prepared. Crises, they are part of life they are part of any any nation brand project. So yeah, plan the future before the future plans for you.
0: And a crisis well managed can have a very positive impact on how you're perceived and for, for a territory like the Virgin Islands where obviously tourism is important but so is investment and looking after people's wealth and investment also very important. So if you can show that you're reliable and manageable and I'm sure that that all works to the good as well well thank you so much what an important conversation very much appreciated being able to sit and listen to it I think we have to close now though so thank you so much Sharon for joining us from the Virgin Islands I kind of wish we'd done it in person and
2: I'd have flown over to see you just for that (laughs) well we'd love to have you and thanks for having me on I'm hoping that I can shed some light on what's important in a crisis. And there are just three words, plan, communicate, proactivity. Perfect. What a
0: great way to conclude. And thank you, Philippe.
1: Thank you, merci.
0: And I look forward to the next episode of Brilliant Conversations, where we'll be moving on to the sixth step in the process for nation branding. Thank you very much for listening.